Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today, live today. Uh, it's been kind of one of those crazy busy weeks. It didn't start off that way. At least the plan wasn't, but, you know, it just happens. You all know this. Life happens. And so hope you were able to glean some information and entertainment from the uh, previous shows that we uh, aired this week. So, um, and thank you for taking the time with us. Happy Friday. And I am happy to welcome back our CEO of Never Had It So Good Entertainment Networks and Sports Media Networks, Princess Cooper. Hello. <laughs> hey, Gretchen. How are you? <laughs> I'm hanging in there. You know, things could be better, things could be worse. You know, you just got to kind of. You, you kind of got to take a beat. That's what I say. And just yeah. not get all um, obsessive over some stuff because that will stress you out. You know, you just got to take a beat and say, okay, it's this way. Why is it this way? Could it have been different? If so, how? And if it couldn't have been different, oh, well, next. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 You got to um, so. persevere. Keep moving for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, you, you. When you said keep moving, it put me in mind of one of my favorite songs. I said I wanted to have played during my wake, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, let's move on from uh, that one, Gretchen. <laughs> ain't nothing gonna break in my stride. I don't know if you remember that or heard that song. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah I've heard yeah. that song. One of my ain't nothing gonna break my stride. Nobody's gonna slow me down. Got to keep on moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like the beat to that. I like the the melody to that. It, it's it's a happy thing. Yes, yeah, it is. I want to. We're, we're the, we don't have a specific subject yet today. We'll we'll probably get on one. But um, the number, if you want to join the conversation, four zero seven. Excuse me, no, it's not. It's five one six three eight seven one nine four four. Woo! It's five one six three eight. Seven one nine four four. The one thing I do want to talk about, and yes, this is going to sound like another like a, another woman nagging about go to the doctor, guys. But go to the doctor, guys, please. Um, you uh, the uh, the youngest son of the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, I think it's Dexter, uh, passed away at age sixty-two. 
um, yeah. who have prostate cancer. All right. I'm speaking of a, from a daughter of experience because my dad had it. He didn't die from that, but he he had it. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, he had treatment, which was good. Unfortunately, the treatment wasn't as advanced as it is now. So if you are dealing with prostate cancer right now, um, you know, yeah, it's an uncomfortable subject. What's going to be more uncomfortable are the ramifications. Um, I would, I would, you know, in terms of uh, if you don't get treated, you know, in terms of uh, problems with things like bladder and other things that you don't want to talk about, but we got to talk about it. We just do, you know. So please go get checked. It's, it's important. And, and get you know, if it's going to be beneficial, get treated. There are some schools of thought where they say that, you know, treatment may not be the thing, especially with older uh, prostate cancer victims, uh, because they say you're more likely to die from other things, which my father did die from other things. Um, but uh, you're more likely to die from other things. But at least know what you're dealing with and know how to you know, take care of yourself better. Even if you don't get treatment, maybe you can eat better. Maybe you can exercise. Maybe you can do things that will improve quality of life. But don't just sit around in ignorance. That I, I do want. I did want to say that. So um, our prayers and thoughts are with the King family. Uh, you know, in this time, and uh, just wanted wanted to make note of that. Um, that's also something that. Um, King Charles went into the hospital with uh, today, I believe, in terms of some treatment for that. And he's not being shy about it. He's letting people know, hey, this is what's going on. And apparently he's been a big advocate for this for a while. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah. You know what, Gretchen, I um, the, the, the news of Dexter King kind of hit me hard. Um, I graduated with his sister from Spelman, but Dexter oh. was um, – Dexter was at um, Morehouse while I was at Spelman, but he had been in and out of school for about six or seven years, and they allowed him to kind of come in, leave, come in, and leave. And we call Dexter um, DK the DJ because he was really into music, and if there was a party, he was normally the DJ that they hired around there. And um, he eventually got a stint... um, uh, with Prince, Prince hired him to do a lot of sound stuff, but I don't think that Dexter ever graduated from Morehouse like his older brother Marty did. But um, I remember Dexter very well, and um, Dexter was dated my my college roommate at, at Selman, and he was um, the guy. You know, you're the son of Martin Luther King. Whenever he he came on campus, it was like royalty, you know, and he got a lot of leeway, and again, he was enrolled at Morehouse, but I don't think he ever completed his degree there. Maybe he did years later, so when I saw that, that hit me very hard, Um, and I do think it's time when you see something like that to have a conversation with the men in your life um, and make sure they want to get checked. Um, the one here in my household 
said he'd rather live in ignorance that he's not going to go get that check ever. And oh, so that's wow. um and 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 he's serious about that. He didn't want anybody um but uh you know we finally have an appointment, but that has been that is that is a, about the most curable cancer that we know of if caught in time. And and obviously mm. his was Wow. And, yeah. and that's the thing. So well, let me ask you about the man in your house. I mean, otherwise, is he healthy? Does he do practice healthy habits? Um, you know, what's, <laughs> what's the deal? You know what? We, we need to practice healthy habits. I'm sorry. <laughs> we, um, we probably need a whole other show for that. But the answer, I'm going to try to give you a 60-second answer here. The answer is no. He does not eat healthy, even though I try to cook healthy. Um, He does not, well, let me just say this. He doesn't demand healthy cooking. I do it anyway and and just incur some of the complaints. Um, John does not Mm. like vegetables at all. He's not a fruit and vegetable guy. You give him him meat and mashed potatoes and he's good for the rest of the day. Um, He is a diabetic, um, but he has actually gone from, you know, 350 down to 260, he's probably lost 100 pounds. And his A1C has gone from 11 down to 6 or 7. So that is the good news. But the bad news is that metformin is not is not something that you want to be dependent on for the rest of your life. Um, but um, No, it's not. My husband is, is a metformin person too, and I'm kind of like, borderline right now and I'm like okay and Christmas just is a, is a mess for me now and we've got to really address it this coming year because it's it's the time we order all of the the candies and I did probably more baking than I had done you know a sweet potato pie you know a little mini sweet potato mm-hmm. pies and uh, brownies and, and, and then we had cake uh, this is one cake that Sam's has, this Italian cake that they have. This this awesome. It's a big cake. We put half of it in the freezer. We did. We didn't try to eat it all. Uh, I just pulled it out the other day to kind of get a slice. Um, but You know, you know I've seen I'm that like, cake at Sam's and never tried it. I'm going to have to try oh that. It is a big cake. Goodness. It's a huge cake. Um, in fact, I think it was bigger when I first saw it years back because I, I saw it and got it and I took it to a friend's, um, I think, Christmas party or something, and that, it was like, that cake was almost inhaled. Um, <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's a very good cake. But in, anyway, you know, I'm like, okay, I've got to, and part of me is like, do I eat up all the stuff that we have in the house? Uh, you know, do I rush and try to eat it all up? Because my, my goal is to try to have my, Levels down before my next uh, checkup, but at the same time, mm-hmm. I don't like to throw stuff away. So part of me is like, well, or do I just dump it in the garbage? You know, which I'll probably yeah. get here full of that. You know, and I just don't know what to do. So but yeah, I've got, you know I've what? got to get um, weight down. I've got to get the levels down, cholesterol, and um, I'm, I'm definitely trying not to get cross over into the, di- the diabetes zone. You know, I, I struggle with that too because we, 
um, grew up in a household where you were not wasteful and you were given the statistics that so many people in certain, you know, countries would would um, really like to, you know, not to see some of the stuff that we throw away. But I've gotten to the point where um, if if it helps me to make a good decision for the day or for the week, just go ahead and throw it out, you know, um, because I, I do the same thing. And I love the kitchen. I love to cook. Um, I don't I don't like for cooking to be a requirement, though. If you start saying to me, you know, I, I want my dinner every day at 6 p.m., you got – I have a problem with that. But if you leave me alone, I'll cook every day. And Thanksgiving is Christmas is my time. I, I bake sweet potato pies, too, and um, uh, John loves the nothing bunt cake, so we got a couple of those, and pecan pies and, you know, egg custard. Um, so – I love that time of year too. I, I just made brownies the other day, and John was is really not a brownie guy, but he eventually tried, and he's like, "Oh my gosh, this is so moist and so good." Um, now he wants me to make more, and and I have to be careful. I can't make you know bake desserts every day because if I did, he'd eat it every day, um, and I try to be mindful of that. But I, I said all that to say that sometimes it's just best to. Go ahead and discard it, um, you know, and Does fight do, that feeling of, of you know, trying to keep smoothies? it. Does he do smoothies? Does he do smoothies? No. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. a shame because at least maybe, I figured at least maybe if he got a smoothie, he could get some of that in. Now, one thing I will say about my husband is, and that's the <laughs> that's the primary reason that I do cook. I mean, and it's kind of the same thing here. Oh God, it's the healthy stuff, really. Um, <laughs> you know, and he'll <laughs> sit down and, and snack on a bag of peanuts or something before. But he he is better with it. Um, he, I, I like salads. I love a good salad. In fact, you know, when I was, you know, used to come home from school, and you know, and I sit down, you know, with my afternoon break before I did my homework. I had a bowl. I had a salad. That's what I mm-hmm. had. You know, other people snacking on other stuff. I love. I love salads. My mom taught me to eat vegetables. She taught me to even eat, eat. Try to eat vegetables that I did not like, which I'm kind of glad she did. I wasn't happy about it then. But the thing is, so when I go out, you know, when they have these banquets with this, you know, some of the vegetables that you really know not crazy about, I learn mm-hmm. how to eat them. <laughs> So, you know, I, I can eat almost any vegetable that I think yeah. so far. I mean, there's there's some new ones that have come across my plate that I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Um, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and I really want to also gravitate a little bit more toward the, the Mediterranean diet that they talk about now. I really mm-hmm. want to work on that. So, but my husband, he may not make a salad. But if I fix one, he'll eat it. So I've hmm. got, I've got that. So yeah, he 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 does eat some vegetables. You know, he's not a big vegetable person, but we are working on that. He it it takes a minute. Uh, he always says, "Well, you know, I do come over." I'm like, "Yeah, but by the time you come over to what I'm trying to get you to come over to, I'm tired." Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a fight and you know, and and I tell them all the time I want to um do my best in 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 you know, to extend 
um, your heart beats as long as I can. And if that means, mm-hmm. you know, steaming some broccoli or, or and he, he, he won't, I love greens. I love turnips. I love spinach. I love lettuce. Mm-hmm. I love, you know, collards. I love all of that. And he mm-hmm. said, you know, well, I had those all the time I was growing up. That's, you know, and I said, well, you had sweet potato it's pie a, every day of your life growing reason. up. You hadn't, dis- <laughs> you hadn't discarded that, you know. So yeah, it is exactly. um, a, 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 a battle. Uh, for sure, and I and I think it's a battle in the the, the African American community, and I think mm-hmm. it's even a bigger battle uh, with men. And mm-hmm. and I I think I said to you once, and I don't know if I did, that John had a cyst on his back, and I don't know if I paid any attention. It just looked like a little pimple, but eventually mm-hmm. it got to be a be within two or three days grapefruit size. Oh um, my goodness! Uh, and so. He says, hey, I think this thing is draining. I said, oh, no, 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 sweetie. Get a shower. Put on your clothes. Let's head to the emergency room. We're smarter than this. We're, we're mm-hmm. not going to self-care with this. And sure enough, they went ahead and done, done surgery in the emergency room and removed oh that fish and drain it and, and, and left stitches um, and left a hole for me to pack three times a day. Oh, Wow. And let me just tell you, I'm not that girl yeah. <laughs> at all. But because mm-hmm. of who it was, you know what, I, I stomached it three times a day and made sure and nursed him back. And as a matter of fact, the day after he had surgery, he got in the truck and went to work to a construction site. And when I found oh. out he was there, I went and got him. Mm-hmm. I went and got him. I said, go home. You know, so they're just things. We, we make this poor decisions. We do. And it, this is the thing, though. It's like you got tunnel vision, guys. It does not just affect you. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. And, you, you, and your expectations are unrealistic in terms of the impact that this has. Okay. When yeah. you all get... A, a, a situation like prostate cancer or any other medical situation, it does not just affect you. It affects everybody. If you have to be out of work, it affects productivity. It affects the paycheck or time off. It affects mm-hmm. the, the, the person that hired you. It affects the people that you are providing for. It, when you have to take that time off, it affects those people, so it does not just affect you. When you get into a situation like this, guys, we love you, but, you know, then you end up putting that kind of stuff on, on the loved ones in your family, whether it's kids or spouses or, or, you know, cousins, aunts, uncles, you know, who nieces, nephews, whoever it is, okay, who have to haul you to back and forth to, the doctor or the hospital or, you know, mm-hmm. have to dress wounds um, with no type of training to dress wounds, you know? Yeah. It, it, yeah. This is, you know, so you all got to get out of your head and you also got to get, you know, this whole pride thing just shoved away. You know, it, that's one of the seven deadly sins anyway. So you're sinning when you do that kind of stuff, just to let you know. Um, but you you got to stop. 
<laughs> because it's not fun for the people that have to sit there and watch you be ignorant or watch mm-hmm. you, um, you know, uh, uh, live in fear when you say you are God-fearing, you know, and you're not letting God, you're not fearing God enough to, to turn this over to him and let him handle it, okay? <laughs> you, you, you've got to do better. All right, you've got to think some stuff through, and this is what I was talking about in terms of taking a beat. You know, you can't just let your emotions and fear grip you. You got to take a beat. You got to take a breath, and you've got to get educated about what's going on with you, and analyze the situation in terms of how it impacts not just you but everybody else in your circle or as we say in, in, in real estate, your sphere of influence, because that's basically it. It's the people that you influence in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is a battle, you know, um, mentally and physically. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I just pray that um, we get it right. You know, and, yeah. and the sad reality, and we, I know we've probably spent a lot of time on this, that if you are in a partnership or if you are in a relationship with husband and wife, one of you are, is going to leave the other unless mm-hmm. you die together in some type of accident. And how, how life uh, awareness is that? How just fully hits you in the face is that one of you is going to leave the other. You got to, you, you got to help each other and then actually be prepared, but, but try to, to live. And, and as you said, you said it was so powerful, and that is that um, your life and your existence affects the other one. And if you're sick, the house is sick. And if you're sick, mm-hmm. you know, I have to maintain or, you know, it may affect the, 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 the stream of income coming in there. So you got to make joint decisions and do, mm-hmm. do better as a couple. You do. And you have to have to talk about the difficult stuff. What happens when one of you leaves the other? Are you leaving them mm-hmm. in good shape? You know, yeah. what happens? You know, are, will they struggle? I'm sure they're going to struggle to some degree. But how much of a struggle there will be is really dependent on the both of you sitting down and having a conversation. Yeah. You know, and, and exactly. no one wants to talk about it because they're afraid that they're going to bring it on if they have the conversation. And that is just silly as I don't know what. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that if you have the conversation, you're going to then, then all of a sudden in two weeks, you're going to actually, you know, it, that, that. <laughs> Let me tell That's you something. Right. You all are more, more likely to, to do what, what seems to happen a lot is die after you actually retire than die mm-hmm. after having a conversation because that's yeah. what's happening to a lot of people. They they look forward to retiring. Oh, I can't wait. Da, 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 da. Two weeks after what they are gone. Mm-hmm. And, and part of it is yeah. because they didn't take care of themselves. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That is it. Um, solely uh, right there for sure. So, um, but um, my mother always said, "If you you know better, you got to do better." And we yeah. know better. Yeah. And my mom used to say too, which I know a lot of folks used to say in this home, "Hard head makes soft behind." 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I remember that one. I was going to stay away from that one, but you are so correct. <laughs> That's the best one. I grew why, up on that why, one more than anything. Why are, we, why are we mincing words? Life is short. I've learned that as I've gotten older. Like, don't waste time. It is what it is. You've got you've got mm-hmm. to address it so you can do something about it. And, you, and if you're not going to do something about it, oh, well, keep going, go forward, you know, but don't say you weren't told. That's yeah. all. Yeah. And you're correct. Life life is short. Um, and, and this is going back a little bit, and I can't remember. I want to say her first name was Kathy, but I'm not sure. But she was a regular on this show. And I Kathy happened Booker. to see her. Yeah. Yeah, you know, to see her door. Yeah, found out through you. <laughs> yeah, that her mom had gone on that thing. Really, I'm like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah. that goes to show you around you every day. Make the most uh, of, yes. of of your day and of your uh, and look at you know, 2023 is gone, and we're about to mm-hmm. finish up the first month of 2024. It's amazing mm-hmm. how how fast time is now. It is, it is, and, it's, you know, you got to do what you can, do your best with it, man. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's so, it's it's just interesting, the transition, and it happens before you even really realize it, the transition from being a person that looks up to your elders to being an elder. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> I was just because I'm yeah because I was thinking about uh you know when I started off talking about Dexter King sixty two mm-hmm. I'm like boy sixty two really and I'm like yeah oh <laughs> that's, uh, yes uh, that's uh, that's yeah and you start talking about going to school and I'm like and I know you and I you and I are in that kind of same range and I'm like mm-hmm. oh, okay you know. It, it, it's, it's funny, you know, how you just don't realize it. But I, I, the reason I was talking about that transition is because um, I remember one of my cousins, and, and unfortunately she, she got sick and she passed away uh, not too long after this happened. But um, at, we were at my house after one of the family reunions that we held here on my dad's side in Orlando. And, and the, you know, it was a few of the first cousins were sitting around talking. And they started asking me about marital advice. Hmm. And I'm like, I'm still like, you know, I'm, I I don't feel like the person to be giving that usually because my parents were married for 61 years. Okay. There's probably no way I'm going to even get close to that. Number one, because I got, she got, they got married when uh, my mom was 19 um, and I didn't get mm-hmm. married until about 20 years after that. So I was like 39. So, um, but I'm like, I, I was like, why are they asking me questions about marriage? And I looked around and, um, it was, you know, unfortunately there were situations where they had been married, but they were no longer married. And I'm the person with the long marriage. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm like, you know, it's not 61 years, but I guess because, I'm in this position. I guess I have to do the best I can with the information I have and what I've learned. But I looked also to middle part of last year, I was going to two funerals in the same day of two sisters that were, um, you know, I guess you could say in close to probably younger than 
was just a little bit younger than my mom, but they were all in that category that I considered, um, I guess you could say, elderly. Uh, they To me, they would have been mid-range when I was a kid because all of the elders were older than that. So all of that top range for me that I remember from a child, they were gone. So these were the elders that were left. And now with maybe one one or two exceptions, they're all gone, and we're the elders now. And it's like, That's right. That is that is just weird to me. We are that <laughs> generation now. You know, yes. um, um, we are that age. I remember, yeah. you know, looking at my mom, you know, and being her in her sixth grade class, and then, um, you know, next thing you know, I'm in college and looking at her talking about retirement and looking at her, you know, all of her friends around there, their their grandparents, and then you know, and now we are that age, you know, mm-hmm. not to just be parents, but to be grandparents and to see, yes. and it 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 seemed to have snuck up on me. I tell people all the time, I used to talk about people my age. Or, or at least talk mm-hmm. about their age, you know. Mm-hmm. Go, oh my gosh! But now, mm-hmm. you know, my skin is isn't as is is moist or 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 <laughs> or, or, or scar free as it used to be. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. there's some days I don't move as fast as I used to, and mm-hmm. I definitely don't play, you know, um, sports in college like I used to. You know, things have changed. And you have to adapt to those changes, and it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, well, I'm actually, I think, more active than I was physically, in, you know, than I was in college with going to the gym stuff, which I, I still don't. I'm not a big fan. Of, I, I hate, I really am not a fan of going to the gym. But I go because I can tell the difference, you know. And I'm hmm. slacked this month for sure where everybody else is, you know, back at the gym, and I've slacked. But I can tell the difference. And so it's more important to me now, I guess, because I want to age well, which I did not think about when I was younger, but I want to age well. But, yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. There's only so much water you can get, drink to get to make that skin nice and supple. Yeah, you should be drinking water, mm-hmm. but there's only so much you can drink the collagen. There's only so much of that you can put on the inside and out. It's just it's going to happen. You know, the the key thing is to be as healthy as you can, to age as well as you. Um, and one of the things, basically, you got to cut the stress. You really do. It, it, I can't tell, I can't begin to tell you how much of a difference it makes you feel, you know, and, and how much clearer it makes your head because you get a lot of that garbage out of your head so you can focus on the stuff that's important. So you got to figure out Gretchen, how not yeah, to You're so yeah. correct about that. And and I, I said that I think that's one of those things that took my mom earlier than I thought she should have been gone. You know, mm. was, uh, you know, she worried about things. And, and she was a worrier. And I have that mm-hmm. same trait. You know, um, I've learned to be better at it. Um, mm-hmm. And I can tell. Now, I remember the old... Um, my ancestors and especially, you know, my mom and, and her generation saying, you know, go sit down somewhere, children. You're about to run my blood pressure up. And I remember <laughs> <laughs> that old saying. 
And I now say that sometimes. I can feel when my blood pressure is elevated. I can feel the mm-hmm. emptiness. I can feel, um, you know, um, my heart being overworked. Um, and, mm-hmm. and I don't know how to really explain that, but I can feel that. And then I'll no, remember, yeah. okay, I, I haven't taken my medicine today because I have high blood pressure. Well, you don't, yeah, you know, you don't have to tell me about that. I actually probably around, I don't know, it was early morning, middle of the night, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, it finally dawned on me why I was feeling the way I was feeling. I, I, because it put me back to, I guess, when I started stressing after my mom started developing dementia and stuff like that. But I, um, <laughs> I may have talked a little bit too sternly to one of the children in in my care during extended care yesterday. (laughs) And I thought about, I thought about that, but also the fact that I was, I got these lovely brand new sheets and I had just changed the bed, but I was still tossing and turning, you know, with the new mattress pad and everything. Um, And then I'm I'm thinking about this and that, and it dawned on me. I'm like, you're, your thyroid is out of whack again. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. But my thing is, now that I know what it is, I know what to do. And that's the thing about learning about what your ailments are. Because mm-hmm. it may not take a whole lot to, to to deal with it. And see, the thing is, now that I know what it is, like I said, I know what to do. And so I know not to stress over it. I just know i got to do X, Y, and Z. And that'll put yeah. things back right. And, and yeah. so, yeah. But, yeah, you know, because I was starting to get the palpitations again. I'm like, okay. And then, I, like I said, then, you know, starting to to assess a little bit over some stuff or, or you know, or go from or bounce around a little bit, you know, yeah. on stuff, you know, and can't not, not being able to focus. And I was like, okay, you know, now that we know what it is, we know what to do. So just do it, and then you don't exactly. stress about it. You just stop. Exactly. Yeah, you just you do what you can do. Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, we're I'm going to do the Burton Kelso. We're at break time. <laughs> we passed the you first wanna, break. You don't want to take a break. <laughs> no, we can go. We can do that, and when we come back, we'll start yeah. over fresh because we're going to talk about uh, some changes in the NFL. I just saw something about <laughs> Mr. Raheem Morris. So. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we're going to talk about that in some other stuff. Yes. The number, it, because, and you don't have to talk about football if you don't want to, and you don't have to talk about the stuff that we just talked about if you don't want to, but the number, if you want to talk about something, is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour with Princess Cooper on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. At Vintage Labs Collection, We are a multifaceted team of medical professionals dedicated to delivering the best quality products to patients. Our mission is to deliver the best supplement and patient outcomes in healthcare environments and consumer homes. Chat with our consulting pharmacists by visiting our website at www.vintagelabscollection.com. Supplements are not highly regulated, but Vintage Labs holds the standards higher than most. a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar? 
or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast, let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Good Friday afternoon. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are here with CEO of Never Had It So Good Networks, Princess Cooper. You have questions, you have comments, whatever. The number is 516-387-1944. So let me get this straight. I thought I caught a glimpse of a headline that was, is it the Falcons uh, hired was Raheem? Morris, yes, who was mm-hmm. the former coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? Yep, that is true. I think he got his start there with Tony Dungy as a defensive coordinator, and he eventually became a head coach. But he was also an assistant for the Falcons and an interim head coach for the Falcons for about you know two or three weeks or whatever, um, and and then he went off and became a um, a coordinator for the L.A. Rams. And the L.A. Rams um, and that staff and franchise kept saying um, once we got to the offseason or at least the playoff season that Raheem Morris needs to be a head coach. And they went on a campaign and they started contacting and say, you guys need to hire this guy. And the Falcons did. But that was not their first choice. The owner, Arthur Blank, who was the owner and um, CEO of Home Depot, but he sold mm-hmm. it once he got his the, the Falcons franchise. Arthur Blank wanted to hire Bill Belichick, but I was going to um, say, didn't Belichick have two and, interviews? Yeah, Bill Belichick had two two interviews. So did Jim Harbaugh have two interviews? Mike mm-hmm. Rabel mm-hmm. had an interview in Atlanta, and so did Steve Wilkes. Um, they they really. Uh, exhausted everybody and made sure to bring in everybody and interview them. But um, the the staff, the GM, the president, um, those within that building convinced Arthur Blank, the owner, that, that Bill Belichick was not the way to go, that Raheem Morris was, and congratulations to him. Definitely congratulations to him and congratulations to Harbaugh. I think he ended up, who did he land with? He's he, with now he, the the L.A. Chargers. Um, he wanted mm-hmm. to still be in California, so he's now with the L.A. Chargers. Also, Gerard Mayo, African-American, who played uh, NFL for the New England Patriots, is the new coach with the New England Patriots. He was a linebacker under Belichick, stayed and oh. was a linebacker, and he was a succession. So he is now a head coach. And Antonio Pierce. Um, African-American linebacker who played for the Giants during that mm-hmm. Super Bowl run with Eli Manning. He's now the head yeah. coach for the Raiders. So wow. um, a lot happening um, in the world of the tis NFL. The season. Uh, tis the season. <laughs> and yeah, the offensive coordinator laugh. for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is now the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. That was announced last night. Okay. And what's his name? Um, Dave Canales. Dave, okay, all right. Yeah. He is now so. the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Um, he is no longer with the Buccaneers, so there are a lot. There's a lot of movement in the NFL for sure. So let me ask you about um, 
oh, what's my boy? Mike Tomlin, because there's been, you know, grumblings, rumblings or whatever. Was it? Uh, what's the saying goes? Um, always a bridesmaid, never a bride type of thing. Uh, is he still, is his job still safe? Oh, yeah. Um, Mike, Mike Tomlin's job is as safe as long as he wants it. Um, he had, he has now been with the Pittsburgh Steelers 17 years. And in those wow. 17 years, he's, he's never had a losing season, not once. And it was in jeopardy this, this year, but he pulled that off and really had a good run um, down the end of the season and made the playoffs. Um, mm-hmm. He had kind of indicated that maybe he wanted to step away um, from the game. His children are getting older. He wants to, you know, be more present with them. But, right. um, you know, that's how you are when you lose your last game of the season. You 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 kind of get reflective, but Mike Tomlin's job is uh, is is definitely safe. The Steelers have made him a lifer, and this is year mm-hmm. seventeen, which is amazing to me that he's been a head yeah. coach seventeen years. I don't, you know, I remember him as a as a defensive back coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers under Tony Dungy. Ah, okay, all right, that's where he got his start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my husband says that the the Steelers don't really go through coaches like other teams do. He mm-hmm. says, what, Tomlin's only like their third coach or something like that? Their third coach in the last 50 years. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Okay, well, yeah, as much as I want to see my Bucks win the Super Bowl again, I, I, I hope, I do, I would like to see Mike get one. I really would. Yeah. Yeah, you know, actually now Mike Tomlin has two Super Bowl championships. Um, I'm pretty, yeah, they won two under it with Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, oh, Mike that's Tomlin right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Ben Roethlisberger. He has two, so um, okay. He he won't leave the NFL without he that. Could. I think he's a instant Hall of Famer. I'd like to talk, Gretchen. Um, we played a sure. commercial that you've heard, Vintage Lab. I want to thank yes. them for being a partner on the Never Had It So Good sports side, but I, I, I play it on the entertainment side, too, and some on the gospel, so I wanted to welcome them. I also wanted to welcome a new show that we'll have on Friday nights at 6 p.m., um, mm-hmm. The Crossroads, where life and sports intersect with Thomas Epps. Um, he's out of Delaware. He um, we'll start uh, the latter part of February, um, Fridays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. So that's coming up. Um, we also have a okay. show on Sunday nights at 7 p.m., um, Gerald Richardson and Coach Rucker, and they talk about track and field. And they are at 7 p.m. on Sundays, and we're getting ready to pick up two more shows on Sunday. And then a show mm-hmm. um, starting in March will be NFL agent Everett Scott. He will start his show on the network in March. So a lot of movement. I did want to say yes. that um, and and just let you know. Well, we, we need to have some of these people on so they can talk about what they're doing. So, you know, we'll get together on that. You know what? You know? I want to get, yeah, I want to get Thomas Epps on in, sometime next week and let him talk about, um, he's retired military, so, um, but I want to talk about that. Um, okay. And for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, good. We will, we will work on that for sure next week. So, um, 
I wanted to ask your opinion about we're shifting gears again, um, and we can talk about this as much or as little as you want to. But um, there's some talk about uh, the, I guess the, I want to say the Senate, uh, I guess working out a bipartisan deal about the border and immigration issues. But there's supposed to be this camp where. Uh, and fueled by he shall not be named, and we're not talking Voldemort, um, but that that uh, he is stirring the pot, trying to like put the kibosh on, on this and, and not make it an issue until after the elections. By the way, let's let's before we get to that, let's talk about elections. Elections are coming up. Some municipalities will have elections on March 13th here in Central Florida. That means that you have to have your stuff together probably by February 19th, meaning making sure that all your uh, election information is correct, making sure that you are registered, making sure that if you are getting a mail-in ballot that you uh, go ahead and sign up for one, which I need to do, um, all, all of that type of stuff. So um, if you haven't, haven't done it yet, um, if there are newcomers to the area, you know, you can go to the dreaded DMV um, and, and sign up uh, for your voter registration. But please make sure you're registered, that your registration is accurate, that you know where you are um, going to be voting um, or that you have signed up to get your uh, mail-in ballot. But in, in either case, um, just wanted to, to ask you what your thoughts were about that, um, you know, hesitation about getting a, an immigration uh, deal of some sort done. Because my thinking is that you all need to take into account who is, you know, trying to move forward in the bipartisan way and who is hesitating and, and call them out when election time comes up. That's just my thought. Yeah, Gretchen, um I've never seen, and and I've been watching politics all of my adult life, maybe even as a child, you know, that was really impressed upon us. I've never seen such division that we have right now. And um, I think the Republicans will continue to um, impose their agenda as best as possible and to limit any type of immigration law and to continue to press Biden and say that he has had a failed presidency and it's time for Donald Trump to get back in office. Um, That's about as much as I can really say. I am really more, I think, upset at the battle at the borders, especially in Texas, and the fact that the state of Texas is fighting the government of the United States and um, now, you know, standing ground on their border. And with the... um, Gosh, with the instructions to shoot to kill or, you know, to to make sure that nobody crosses over their border. It's hard to to uh, man um, that many, many miles of border, and no, Trump did not get Mexico to build a wall. But um, immigration itself and those that are already here that we promised to do something with under the uh, auspices of DACA has not happened, and I think that that's what – the Republicans are doing. They're going to draw this out in hopes that Trump will win the White House again in November. 
I keep saying that, that we have to be better um, in terms of voters, in terms of citizens, and we've got to say, look, this needs to happen. It doesn't matter who's president. It needs to happen. Why aren't you making this happen right now so we can go on to other things? Because it's not yeah. like you're just going to fix this and everything else is going to be right with the United States or the world. It, you know, there are other things that need attention as well. And so ever it is, for whatever reason, they need to stop lollygagging and they need to stop playing. <laughs> you letting people play with your vote. You got to make them stop. You got to hold them accountable and say, hey, you know, if you can't do the job, we need to get somebody else in there that would do it. And that's why I say, you know, people talk about term limits and stuff. I don't care whether it's term. Well, I do care. I'm not sure if there should be term limits just because I think if someone is doing a good job, they should be allowed to continue to do a good job. You know, that that their, the agenda, if it's the agenda that the people want and need, that it shouldn't be thwarted just because of some arbitrary term limit. I think we need to be better citizens and hold these people accountable and say, you know, yes, we like what you're doing here. No, we don't like what you're doing here, and this is what you need to do. Yeah, you know, Preston, I think when you get to when you get to be Diane Feinstein Feinstein, I think she was ninety and still in office and, and mm-hmm. missed about six months in, in Congress and eventually she re- resigned her position and, and and I think she's since passed, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And then Mitch McCon- mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell who um who's had some moments where he's frozen um during a press conference. And yeah. um, and he's had three or four of those moments, um, mm-hmm. and you know, so I, I think there are sometimes. I think once you get to be in your 80s, um, and and then if I say that, well, then I'm not supporting um, Joe Biden, and I have concerns about his age um, too. You know, um, mm-hmm. I am hoping though if he gets another term, because I think that's our only option to fight Donald Trump. What is mm-hmm. still glaring out of all of this, I, and I just want to say I do support term limits once you get to a certain age. I think it's time to retire. But I don't want to see success be hindered if you're in your 20s, 30s, and 40s and you're making an impact, but just because we have a term limit, you're gone. I agree with you mm-hmm. there. Um, but yeah. my concern is 40% of Americans who are Republicans, 40% of Republicans still feel that Trump is the best option no matter how many, mm-hmm. no matter how many times. Yeah. He has 93 felony charges, 93, and he's on on trial right now, you know, in a defamation mm-hmm. trial, uh, you know. So that my concern is how are we uh, continuing to support someone that is this fallible? Well, that's that's the thing is, is so instead of worrying about how old someone is, you need to worry about how ignorant they are, yeah, or how stupid they are. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, and the reason I, you know, I guess maybe as I get closer to to that eighty mark at some point, you know, maybe that's why I'm saying this. But I don't think so. I don't. I, mm-hmm. My thing is, I really don't. There are some some older people older than me that are doing fantastic things in their communities, um, in in their, you know, if they in their offices, whatever office or positions they hold. 
and there's some young people that are doing great things too. But there's there's also some whacked out young people too. Um, yeah. I mean, you can't blame age for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what are you going to blame for that? Mm-hmm. All right, like oh, yeah, uh, what's I, his I name? Completely agree George. With that, what is what is his name? Uh, Santos. Uh, Ron DeSantis. No, George Santos. That. Uh, oh, George got, Santos, the one that was uh, Republican yeah. out of New York, who has been expelled mm-hmm. from his office. He needed to mm-hmm. be. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm saying. He, he lied so, about how his mother died. He lied yeah. about how his mother died. Yes, yes. And that's what I'm saying. You know, there comes a point where, okay, you got to take certain things out of the equation and just look at things for what they are. You know, guy guy's a chronic liar. He's got issues. He needs to be out. He didn't need to be in in the first place. And the people that put him in need to reexamine something. Be ashamed of themselves. Be ashamed of themselves for sure. And eventually, yeah. Republicans had no choice but to vote to expel him and then bring a mm-hmm. vote before um, the floor. And thank goodness, but there was so much, you know, he said his mom died in 9-11, and that was not, you know, I, just <sighs> crazy stuff. He used, um, he used his campaign money to get injections in his lips, you know, collagen injections. I mean, just, just outrageous. Um, mm-hmm. And there was, <laughs> and if you listen to him, how did he, how did he get past them? on the smell test, on the campaign trail, except yeah, for the fact that he was in a district. Um, he was in a district that wanted a Republican in there. But mm-hmm. the standard that we have set for ourselves and our politicians has been lowered to the lowest line. Otherwise, there's no yeah. way we want Donald Trump, if we really think about it, and we're now that's our only option, a man that doesn't mind saying, now it's Haley, Bad dress Haley or something, you know. Oh that's gosh, kindergarten stuff. That's another conversation, and we gonna have to have yeah. a conversation about that at another time. Yeah. But I know we gotta go quickly. NFL yeah. this weekend, who you got? Who you um, I want the Chiefs to beat the Ravens. Although I think the Ravens are probably the best team in the NFL right now, and I'm gonna pick the 49ers over um, the Packers. So I'm I'm ha- I want a Super Bowl of the, the 49ers and the Chiefs. Not the Packers. I'm sorry, the Lions. I said Lions. the Lions. Um, the 49ers and the Lions. I'm going to pick the 49ers, and I want the Chiefs over the Ravens, but I would not be surprised I went the other way. But I, I think the, the, the 49ers are going to be there, um, and it's a toss-up, but I'm picking the Chiefs because I really love Patrick Mahomes, and I want to see this Taylor Swifty thing play out. <laughs> oh God, no! You're not on board with that too. Oh my goodness, we, no, we do have to have another conversation, it, but it's a spectacle. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it is. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> well, thank you, ma'am. Appreciate your time. Have a blessed day yes, and weekend. And thank you all for listening. This has been Jesus Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. Be well, be safe, be blessed. Hit me up on the G's Power Hour Facebook page. Let me know what you want to hear about, and uh, we'll keep working at it. And please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care.